Welcome to this week's sermon from C3 Church Narara. We hope you enjoy this message. For more information on our church, visit c3church.narara.net. Thank you, Ruth. Awesome. Can I just bring the pulpit down here? Is that all right? Pardon? Well, well, let's try and see. Actually, no, it's fine in the middle. Here it is. I'm all good. I'm all good. There we go. Okay. Well, it's so exciting to be here. You can take your seats. I'm really, really excited. Number one, to be doing something different. It's really fun to not be at your own church sometimes because I'm there every single week, just like Ruth and Chris are here every single week. Who loves Ruth and Chris? Come on. What an awesome couple. Yeah, we've been friends forever and ever. It's like she loves me, now I love her. <laughs> it's a mutual, uh, you know, admiration club. But it's true. They're amazing uh, men and women of God, and I'm just so thankful to have you as um, friends. And thank you for having me here today and being bold and letting me talk about the body battle because... I never hear it kind of spoken about much, you know. We hear the world tells us everything, don't they? Every magazine you read, everything, everywhere, it's all about the body and what the world thinks. Well, you know, let's hear what God has to say about it. He made our bodies after all, right? Yeah, awesome. Well, before we do, I just got a quick word for two people. Is that all right while I was in worship? Linda Brady, where's Linda Brady? Is she here? She's not here. Okay, well, I'll give it to her afterwards. I just got something in worship for her. And the worship leader, Zach, where's he? Zach, come here. I just, uh, while you were, that was awesome worship, by the way. How good was that? That was just like beautiful. Come and stand right here. Jesus-centered worship. You just, that was really awesome. And I just had a picture of you like a Holy Ghost bulldozer. (laughs) You know, I just saw you just like ramming through those forests and just knocking those trees down and making way for people to come into the presence of God. And I just saw you just doing that. Like, you know, like don't let anybody put you off doing that or, you know, just you are called by God to do that. Just to, I just saw you with your head down and just walking through this massive forest and just these trees falling and you just making a way. And then, and behind you were all these people, because you're making way for people to come into the presence of God, right? So I just, just see that anointing on you to really be bold, like a real boldness in God. Like, don't shrink back. You're, you're so bold. It was awesome. You took us in. So I just want to encourage you in that, to keep being that and keep doing that. It's a beautiful touch of God on your life. Let me pray for you. Thank you, Lord. Father, for Zach, this awesome man of God. Father, we just thank you for that anointing upon him. Lord, to make way for you. Lord, to make way for you in the wilderness. God, and that for many, many people can uh, follow behind him. Lord, he's making way into your presence on behalf of many, many others. God, I thank you that he'll write songs that will make way for people. Father, you're anointing upon him, Lord, to write songs, bold, Holy Ghost songs. God, touch his heart today, and we thank you for him and the call that's on his life. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Go, Zach. Go, Zach. Awesome. Well, remind me to tell into her word afterwards. It's really good. Okay, so um, here we are, the body battle. Who's struggled in any way, shape or form, you know, with their body? Just managing your body. Yeah, 
we've all done it. We've all, and I'll tell you my story a little bit uh, um, as we go through. Just let me have a look at the time because I want to respect your time and, you know, not have you here and miss lunch. <laughs> so, um, you know, I know I'm here for at least one person because when I came in, Joe Gooding greeted me. She says, I'm so glad you're here today. I'm having a fat day. <laughs> I went, good, Joe. Great, thank you. But you know what? You know, in church life, we hear so much, you know, about our spirit man. We've got to build our spirit man up and make it strong. And so we should in church because we need a strong spirit to lead a strong Christian life, right? If, we've got, if we're struggling all the time in our Christian life, it's because our spirit man isn't strong. And we hear a lot about the mind. You know, we, we, we're renewing of our mind, and that is so important. It's how we get filled with faith. It's our mind. We think the thoughts of God. But today, we're going to hear about the body. Body. What does God have to say about that? Oh, where's my book? I left my book behind. But anyway, I've written a book called The Body Battle, right? And... Um, Forgot to, forgot to get one, but there you can buy it afterwards, as Chris was saying. So I wrote a book. God really, um, you know, told me to write this book, actually. And it, it, it is my story. So obviously I can't tell you everything today, but if you really do get the book, and by the way, I don't, I don't make any money on this book. Every cent I get from this book, I save up for my next print run, right? So that's just how it works. So I can bless people and help people. Um, and I got two amazing emails just in the last week, a couple of weeks, which were incredible. Just out of the blue, these one girl from Melbourne and one girl from Perth. And they went, oh, my gosh, I just read your book. And I got totally set free. I can see that. I can see the spiritual aspect of the whole thing now. I had no idea. They were so excited. And that so blesses me to know that that's out there. It's the beauty of writing a book. You never know whose hand it's in or who God's speaking to through it. So um, I do encourage you to buy that to help yourself, right? To help you. It'll it'll cover everything there. So obviously this is not a message on how to get a fantastic body in 10 easy steps in 10 days. (laughs) I don't all get up and leave. Don't all get up and leave. (laughs) This is a message proclaiming freedom, right? Freedom. Freed to... Be a good steward of your body for the rest of your life. You know, all the diets and all the, you know, the help, self-help that we're offered about our bodies out there. There's so much, isn't there? But usually those are really temporary solutions. Whereas when we get set free and we live out of the power of the spirit, it's an eternal thing. Like, I don't have to worry about my body for the rest of my life. Do you know what a great relief that is? Like I have got, when God sets you free from something and, and you really live out of the power of the Spirit in your life, it's yours forever. And so I never have to be on a diet. I never have to jump on the scales. I don't have to do anything. I just live in the power of the Spirit. And I will explain what that looks like because that sounds very ethereal, right? I will explain what that looks like. So, um, and you know, there are so many, I've counseled so many people on this subject over the years. Just at the moment, I've, I've got a, like a 23-year-old, a 25-year-old, and a 60-year-old that I'm working with that struggle with their body image, their thoughts and their mind. And, you know, not everybody has an eating disorder, but I know that most people have disordered thinking when it comes to their relationship with food, with their body, and, and looking after it and how that all works. And 
I think it's a really interesting thing that the very first sin in the Bible was connected to food, wasn't it? Like in the Garden of Eden, God said to Adam and Eve, don't eat that from that tree. Don't eat. But they didn't. They, they didn't listen. They disobeyed and they ate. And we've been messed up in that area ever since. I mean, it brought sin and messed our, everything up. But thankfully, God has come and made it right. But I just think it's interesting that that, that fact that even the very first sin was around food. Amazing. So when we have disordered thinking in our, in our minds, in our, in our hearts, around food, around any area of our life, but I am speaking specifically about our body today and our relationship with food and exercise, it can really affect your life in a negative way. In a seriously negative way. I've, I've talked to enough people. I've got an, an, inside enough people's heads to know the effects of when we are not living in freedom in an area of our lives. So 2 Corinthians 10, 3, 5 says, and I'm reading from the NIV, but I think they've got the New King James. So if the words, oh, you've got it. Okay. All right. For though we live in the world, we do not wage war as the world does. The weapons we fight with are not the weapons of the world. On the contrary, they have divine power to demolish strongholds. We demolish arguments and every pretension that sets itself up against the knowledge of God and we take captive every thought to make it obedient to Christ. You know, I don't know what it is about our body, but for some reason we don't think to involve God. We think it's our body, it's physical, you know, we can touch it, we can see it, so... We think it's our responsibility. Like, we messed up. We didn't have enough self-discipline. You know, we overate. We're lazy or whatever. And therefore, it's our responsibility to fix it up. And we don't think to involve God that this is actually a spiritual thing. God, God made our body. There's no one that knows how it works better than him. So why don't we go to him with our body stuff? Why don't we just go to God and say, God, help me? Or God, set me free. Because he is ready and right there to help. And, you know, as that scripture says, there's nothing more powerful than divine power. There's no situation in your life too big or too small. And sometimes I think that when it comes to body issues, we think, oh, God wouldn't be interested in that. He's, he's fighting ISIS. He's saving the world. You know, why would he be bothered about me eating 10 donuts last night? You know? But you know what? God cares. God cares about every little thing in your life. Anything that is a struggle to you, God died on the cross to set you free. So it doesn't matter what it is. He is there ready to bring help and to bring victory. You know, um, and we can apply that to any area of our lives. And as I was saying, you know, the world is just so in our face with all of this. I'm, I'm just like... No, actually. And I, I just want to quickly read you this Facebook post I, um, I read last week from a, a girl called Nikki Fletcher. And she wrote, I'm pretty bored and tired of the food-obsessed, commercialized culture we, we, um, sorry, we seem to live in, in brackets. Don't know if it's just the Northern Beaches thing, which I'm sure that is a whole other level. But the pressure to provide 
paleo, organic, coconut crazy, cheer-filled, sugar-free, gluten-free, dairy-free, wheat-free, macrobiotics, sprouted, superfood, nut-free, plastic-free, green eating, clean eating. What? So the rest of us are dirty eaters. And grass-fed, vegan. I mean, really? Is, it, is eating supposed to be that complex? I don't think so. I don't think so. In fact, I know so because I live free in this area and I don't, I don't have to do any of that. Now, I'm not saying it's not good to be healthy. Our body is created to have healthy food and it needs nutrition, obviously. But there are so many rules and regulations and things enforced upon us by the world. Come on, we've got to get some resistance. Resist the devil and he'll flee. Sometimes we've got to submit to God. Do it God's way. And then you'll be able to stand up and resist some of these lies and pressures that we might feel. Okay. So, um, yeah. I just actually, can I just pray right now? Let me just pray as I just kind of dig into this. Thank you, Lord. Father, we just thank you for your presence here. Lord, I just commit every person to you. And I just thank you that the words that I speak... They're not just words of persuasive wisdom. Not, I'm not trying to persuade anybody, but I pray that they will be a demonstration of your power in their hearts. Lord, that you will take the words that I speak and speak to every heart individually as they need to hear it. Lord, that we might be a people who live in freedom and are not prepared to settle for anything less in, every, in any area of our lives. Thank you, Lord, for your power here today. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. Okay, so I'm just going to give you the definition of freedom, right? Like, what, what, what does freedom mean? Okay, it means the power to, the power or right to act, speak, or think as one wants. The power to choose. So when you're free from something, you've got the power to choose the right way and the best way. You don't have to do it what you don't want to do, right? So that's part of freedom. Freedom is also abstinence of subjection to foreign domination. So you're not held captive. You're not, you know, a slave to something. And I'll tell you how I became a slave. And it's the state of not being imprisoned or enslaved. You're free. You're free to do it God's way. And my personal definition of freedom is having the desire and the power to carry out the will of God in my life. That's the definition of freedom to me. So many people have got the desire to do things right, but they haven't got the power to carry it out, right? I'm sure that all of you want to be good stewards of your body. But you find yourself falling short in the power area to actually carry out, carry it out, right? Okay, so freedom is not, let me tell you what freedom is not. Freedom is not reckless abandonment to your desires and pleasures. That is not freedom, i.e. in the context of your body. It's not living off fast food, stuffing your face with anything and everything and sitting on the couch doing nothing. That is not freedom. That is bondage because your bodies are not created and do not operate best under those conditions. That's not how God created us to live. So it's the desire and power to carry out God's will. Okay, so what does good stewardship, what, what does good stewardship of my body look like? For, you know, how do, how do I look after my body? Okay, I eat nutritious food every meal. Not always, every single meal. 
We wouldn't call McDonald's nutritious. And I hardly ever eat McDonald's, by the way. <laughs> but I call it kids' food. But, um, you know, I do sometimes if I want to, if there's nothing else open. It's like, well, just, it's, it's okay. Well, it's not going to, you know, if I have to have it, I have to have it. But I very rarely do eat it. Um, so eating nutritious food, you know, fruit, vegetables, living food, as much of that, protein, all that, just eating that, eating three meals daily, able to enjoy sweet treats and celebrations without fear or condemnation. Come on, food is not just given to us for, you know, nutrition factor. It's given us to us for pleasure and fellowship and commun- community. We build community around food. So if you've got issues around food... If you've got issues around food, your whole life is torment. It's terrible because we have to eat every day, all the time. It's, you know, so this is one area that I know the devil can really come and just hold you captive and just hold you under a little bit with your food because you've got to manage it every single day. And you, you actually have to eat. It's not like alcohol or drugs that you might want to be, you know, getting in right order. Well, you don't want any of drugs and stuff, but <laughs> do you know what I'm saying? Like food, you actually is a part of our life, so we have to know how to manage it. Um, reasonably fit. I'm not an Olympian. I don't need to be, you know, super fit, but I do need to have my body fit enough and strong enough to go the distance, to carry in the shopping, to carry out the rubbish. Well, Paul and we does that, but, you know, to do things that it needs to do. And I want to go the distance to fulfill the call of God in my life. So I have a responsibility to look after my body so it can go and do what it's meant to do its whole life. So that's good stewardship of my body, having that awareness. And just having respect and self-care and loving the skin I'm in, which means self-acceptance. Look, we're all uniquely different. Some of us are tall, some of us are short, some have got red hair, some have got blonde hair, some don't know what colour their hair is anymore. <laughs> but, you know, we're all so different. And, you know, we've got what we've got. Like, this, I've, this ain't going to change. This is what God's given me. So I've got to learn to love this body that God's given me. So learning to accept our imperfections and... Love the skin that we're in and celebrate who God has made us. Because who are we to talk back to God? God has made you. So who are we to say to God, this is not good enough? You know, God made us and our bodies are incredible. I mean, just think of the way your eye works and, and your body and the reproductive system, having children. Like, it's incredible. Like, our bodies are amazing and, and, and to, to just bring it down to what it looks like, oh, that's sad. That's a sad state of affairs. And I always tell people, look, you're not just, your body, you're not just what you look like. You're, you're a package. You're your beautiful smile. You're the joy that you exude. Like, when I see someone, I just don't see a body. I see a, a person. So sometimes, you know, we can really focus on our body overly. When we're, it's, it's, it's not all about our body. Okay, let's dig into Romans chapter 7 and just have a look at this conflict of actually wanting to be a good steward of our body, but finding it tricky sometimes. You know, you've got the desire to do what is right. Romans 7, starting at 18, halfway through verse 18. I love this passage of scripture. You've got to really listen to this because you get really confused by the end. For I have the desire to do what is good. 
but I cannot carry it out. For what I do is not the good I want to do. No, the evil I do not want to do, this I keep on doing. Now, if I do what I do not want to do, it is no longer I who do it, but it is sin living in me that does it. So I find this law at work. When I want to do good, evil is right there. For in my inner being, I delight in God's law, but I see another law at work in the members of my body, waging war against the law of my mind and making me a prisoner of the law of sin at work within my members. Here's the good news. That's the bad news. Here comes the good news. What a wretched man I am. Who will rescue me from this body of death? Thanks be to God through Jesus Christ our Lord. What good news is that? You know, we've got this conflict of trying to get our lives in order and trying to eat right and trying to be fit and trying to do it right. But we, we, we find this conflict. We find we end up doing the very opposite to what we want to do. We keep going back to the fridge, opening it up and having another slice of that chocolate cake. Or, and it's okay to have chocolate cake, by the way, but not the whole cake. And, you know, so there's this conflict. But how awesome that Jesus has come to set us free. He's come to set us free. I love that. And, you know, to experience freedom and victory in our lives, we have to live in the power of the Spirit. That's how you get the desire and the power to carry it out, not in our own strength. I want to quickly tell you how, what happened to me and how I, um, my story in this area of my life. I, was, um, I moved from New Zealand when I, I was 19 with my boyfriend. I wasn't a Christian, never been to church, didn't even know God and Jesus had anything to do with each other. I just had never been exposed to 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 God and Jesus, just didn't. Lived on a farm in New Zealand. That might have had something to do with it. (laughs) And um, anyway, I I really got into, I met this guy and he was a lifeguard and I really got into health and fitness and I just, I loved it, you know. I loved being fit. I'm quite energetic. And I got, I just got right into it. And so this thing that was good in my life ended up becoming a really, a bondage to me. So I would, I would eat really, um, you know, perfectly, I'd try to. I only cooked out of the Moosewood cookbook. Does anybody know the Moosewood cookbook? I used to love that book. Anyway, and I just exercised every morning before work. Well, that started off fine, but over the years, it's got a real hold on me. Like my whole identity became connected to how fit I was, how good I looked, how um, how healthy I felt. You know, there's self-righteousness and all, all of that too, you know. And... And then during those years, I became a Christian. I met these two girls at a fitness leaders course because I, I became a fitness instructor. And I met these two girls and they told me they were Christians. And I was like, wow, look at you two. You're like amazing. You're normal. And I had you know, my mindset about Christians. So that weekly witnessing, I just love that, you know. Normal people coming up and just sharing about Christ, just that was a witness to me. I thought you had to be really weird and old-fashioned and daggy. So anyway, I ended up going to church, gave my heart to Jesus, had this radical encounter that just opened my eyes to that Jesus loved me in the spiritual world. And, and my eating and all that roller coaster where I would be really fit and really eating well, and then I ended up binge eating because I had these rules and regulations on my life. And then, and because I deny myself, you know, I'm, I'm super good. I can eat well. I can, I'm, I'm super healthy and fit. And then 
I would end up like binge eating because it's like your body can only stay under the law, you know? And then it will rebel and go, get me out of here. I can't take it anymore. Give me some sugar. And I would just eat myself sick. Literally, I would feel ill. And I'd feel so ashamed of myself. And I'd go, what is the matter with me? Like, like I want to do good, you know? I want to do good. I'm trying to do good, but I end up doing the very thing I don't want to do. What's the matter with me? And so... I became a Christian. I became much better. I wasn't such a roller coaster. I became a bit more balanced, but it was still on my mind. I always had this sort of, you know, mental sort of bank balance. Okay, I put in that much sugar today. I need to withdraw that much sugar tomorrow by going for a run. So I always had this kind of debit credit thing going on in my in my mind. Now that's called a stronghold. When you have got a preoccupation and there's something on your mind all the time, you are caught in a stronghold. And the only way that you can get set free from that is by something stronger. And you have, you know, the flesh is not strong enough to set itself free. And so I needed Jesus to come. I didn't realize that. So anyway, I realized, gee, I'm better than I used to be because I got married, met my husband, and he loved me. And that's always good when your husband loves you. <laughs> and, uh, and, uh, and I realized, gee, I've still got this thing going on a, a bit, you know, because I didn't have time to go for my runs. I had to do his washing. I had to go and cook for him. I had to go and watch him play football on a Saturday. What about me? You know, it's all about me. And so I remember this agitation that I wasn't getting time to really do what I needed to do to feel good in my own skin. Anyway, I just thought, I can't live like this anymore. This is exhausting. Living out of a stronghold is exhausting. It's so tiring. Oh, my gosh, because you pick yourself up and you off you go again and then you collapse and then you pick yourself up and off you go again. And then exhausting way to live. Anyway, I said to God, okay, God, I don't want to live like this anymore. I acknowledge there's something. I'm not free. Uh, there's something wrong. But, and I don't know what it is. So I thought, I'm going to fast and pray. So anyway, I, I, I thought, that's what I'm going to do. So really find out what's the matter with me. Anyway, the next morning I woke up. When I opened my eyes, when I woke up, and the Lord spoke to me. And you know in that dreamy state when you're just waking, you're kind of caught between both worlds? I love that. And the Lord said to me, he just said to me, Sherilyn, you don't trust me. And I was like, what? What do you mean I don't trust you? How can you say that to me? Like I've, I've left my boyfriend years ago. I've done everything for you. I went to Bible college. I love you. I tell everybody about you. Like, I was really indignant that he would say that to me. Like, what more do you want from me? And, um, and he said, he just said it again, you don't trust me. And I was like, what? And he said, I didn't say you don't love. Oh, and I remember I just in my heart, just this little conversation in my heart saying to the Lord, oh, Lord, you know I love you with all my heart. And he said, I didn't say you didn't love me. I said, you don't trust me with this area of your life. And he said, you are driven by a spirit of fear. And as soon as he said that, instinctively, that scripture came to mind. God did not give me a spirit of fear. God's given me a spirit of power, love, and a sound mind. So as soon as I knew that I, I and it was a shock to me, like fear? Like, what do you mean fear? And God said, you, you know, you've got a fear of, you've got a fear of getting fat, You've got a fear of being rejected. You've got a fear of food. You think if you eat that Tim Tam, you'll be fat by lunchtime. You know, 
you've got, you're motivated by fear, not by faith. And oh, as soon as he said that to me, it was like this light went on. And I just immediately, I just, I just wanted to repent. And I just said, God, I'm so sorry. Forgive me that I have bowed my knee to fear in this area of my my life. And, And Holy Spirit, I ask you to come in and be Lord over this area of my life. Be Lord of my body. Won't you come and be Lord of my body? I, I, I can't do it. I'm tired. I can't do it. And I, I kid you not, the moment I, can't, you know, I, I said that in my heart to God, I felt this thing, this was like tightness just break off of my mind. It was just like this thing. Well, it was that spirit of fear. I got delivered from that spirit of fear. And I can honestly tell you that was like 28 years ago. I have lived in freedom ever since in this era of my life absolute freedom and you know okay I got set free in a moment but I'd, I'd been you know really pressing into God for several years before that you know what I mean so sometimes we can just get set free on an altar or sometimes it's a process and a journey we have to go on to really find freedom so my encouragement to you today is if you know that you're not free, if you know you've got any kind of issues, self-loathing, you've got a, just an area of your body you don't like and you're, or you're always wishing you look like somebody else or you overeat and, you know, you've, or, or maybe you're just really lazy and you can't get that motivation to get up and, and, and look after your body like, like it's created to look after. I just want to encourage you to press into God because he will help you. He will set you free. He will show you why you do what you do or why you don't do what you don't do. And he will give you the power. Okay, you've got the desire, but he'll give you the power to actually do it. And don't give up. Keep pressing in till it's yours. Sometimes it's a real journey to get our freedom. But the Bible says resist the devil and he will flee. So keep resisting and keep pressing in until you get what you're looking for. So I have totally lived out of freedom. You know, a fruit of the Spirit in Galatians 5, it says, you know, self-control is a fruit of the Spirit. So I live out of what's the power that is within me when I, how I look after my body. I don't try and apply these rules and demands and... Nothing from the outside. It comes from within. I I draw on the self-control that is within me, which is the fruit of the Spirit. And therefore, I want to do what's best for my body. And I've got the control to actually do it. So what does my life look like? I just have to tell you that. It's very simple. There's nothing complex about my life. I just, I eat three meals a day. I eat breakfast. I eat lunch. I eat dinner. There's no, no food I don't eat. There's no food that's out of bounds. But... Because I'm living out of the power of the Spirit, I want to eat what's right. You know what I'm saying? You want to do what's best for yourself. But I'm also free to celebrate and eat. You know, like Easter. I ate like six months worth of chocolate last Easter. But I'm not still doing it next weekend. You know, Easter only comes once a year. And I totally enjoyed those Easter eggs. And there was no condemnation. Because what's... You know, a few days of Easter egg eating going to do to me nothing. You know that we get that fear. Oh, I've eaten. I'm going to get fat. No, you're not. It's like you have got the power. Like I just think I have power over my body. I have power over my body. So I eat three meals a day. I'm free to eat sweet treats. I have a a big fat cookie every lunch, every day after my lunch, and I usually have you know some de- a little bit of dessert every night too. Denial is not the answer. If you deny yourself, you'll rebel. 
It's better to allow yourself permission to have something often, a little bit often, rather than, oh, these strict rules, and then you, um, you, you know, then you're a, your body just rebels. So I, I exercise two to three times weekly, you know, and if I don't get to do it for some reason, it's okay. My body's not going to change in a week. It's all right. I have peace. I have peace over my, my, my thinking and my body. I don't have any scales. In fact, Chloe will testify to this. Chloe is 26 years old. Have you ever seen weighing scales in our home? Never. She wouldn't even know what they are. <laughs> well, I figure, what's the point of having them? Because all mine would say is the same, yesterday, today, and forever. You know? What's the point? I don't need scales. Scales bring fear, I think. You know, and discouragement. So I, no scales, and if I do feel like I, I just do need help, like I, I had been studying for four years and I'd been sitting down at my work and my job for four years. So I felt like I did feel a little bit, I put on a little bit of weight just in the end. I just felt a little bit like my pants were really tight and, you know, I wasn't my ideal weight for my body type, my height. And I just, I didn't get all freaked out about that. I just went, Lord, Lord, I just pray you help me just bring my body, you know, back to its right balance and I just ask God and yeah no pro- no probs no worries so we're going to finish up now and I, I just want to encourage you church that Jesus is your hope Jesus is your help and you know our in body matters we, we don't often look to him but he wants to help you he wants to help you he wants to help you so I just just want to encourage you that to press into him because whomever the sun sets free will be free indeed. I want you to go after indeed kind of freedom, not just better than you used to be. You're free and free indeed. I can stand and say I am free and free indeed. This, I love that word indeed on the end of freedom. Indeed kind of freedom. Awesome. Well, let's just close our eyes here today. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, God. Father, we bless you and we thank you and we praise your mighty name. Thank you, Lord, that you love us so much. You just you died on the cross to, to set us free. God, freedom is what you purchased for each and every one of us. And I pray, Lord, that all of us here and even on issues that aren't body issues, if there's any area of our lives, Lord God, that we know that we're not living free indeed. God, just thank you that we will press in. God, I thank you. Thank you, Lord. You know, we'll just keep our eyes closed. I just want to ask if there's anybody here, perhaps, you know, you've never even, you're hearing me talk about Jesus and and relationship and friendship and conversation with Jesus. Jesus is a real person who loves us. And if you've never asked him into your life, and you'd like to do that today, because that's the start, that's the beginning of all freedom is receiving Jesus as your Lord and Savior. If there's anybody here today that would just like to, to do that, to say yes to Jesus, I'd just like you to raise your hand because I'd just love to pray with you. It's such an awesome decision, the best decision I ever made in my life. Or maybe you were close to Jesus and you, know, you, you once had a really connected, strong relationship, but you're not feeling that so much now and you'd like to just come back to him come back to him or maybe you have that assurance you just need that assurance in your heart that if today you died you'd go to heaven you need that assurance if there's anybody here just always like to give that opportunity i'd like you to raise your hand 
if there's anyone here today that would like to say yes to Jesus in any of those capacities, for the first time, coming back to him or assurance in your heart that you are in right standing with God. Is there anyone here today? Thank you, Lord. Thank you, God. We praise you, Lord. Thank you, Father. Let's just stand to our feet. Come on, let's just stand to our feet. Let's lift our hands. I just want to pray and release that spirit of freedom over your life, that victory and freedom that belongs to you. Father, I just thank you for every person here today. Oh, God, I loose that anointing. Father, that spirit that breaks every yoke of bondage and sets the captive free. Father, that we might walk in freedom and that we can say, oh yes, we're free. We're free indeed. We walk in the indeed kind of freedom that God has purchased for us. That Jesus, Lord, you died on the cross for. God, I just thank you for anybody here that is struggling with their body. God, any area, self-loathing, body issues, struggling with food, exercise, maybe people who want to just rise up and take better care of their bodies. God, I just thank you right now for, Lord, your anointing to touch them. Father, speak to them. Help them, Lord. Father, just thank you for, Lord, your freedom to come upon, into their lives and hearts in this area. Father, I just loose that spirit. I just speak it into hearts and lives right now. Father, we bless you, we praise you, and we thank you for being our Lord and God. And everybody said, Amen. Come on, let's give God a hand. We hope you have enjoyed this week's sermon. For more information or to contact us, visit C3 Church. Dot Narara, dot net.